show i am your jacob wayne no upfront pitter patter this time either one of these days i'm gonna do that but nothing to really go over just trying to catch up on artwork on my end so let's get right into it this is a fun one we have our movie reviews with dan but rather than a talking music with kellen up front that's going to be the second segment as he watches cats with dan and i and that'll be explained as we get to it, but it's sort of our Cats review uh, watch-along mystery science theater-y kind of thing. You'll, you'll see. Welcome back, Dan, to another Chatting Movies. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. I uh, just spent some time in the studio today mixing a new song for my band Gamma Power. And that's really all I've had on my mind lately. There's no sucking tongue Dalai Lama stuff or Tucker Carlson sucking the <laughs> Dalai Lama's tongue. Like, nothing that interesting to me lately. Yeah. yeah. Except well, uh, no. Joe Slow Biden's running again. <laughs> as, that, yeah. as if that's a big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but no need to get into politics unless there's actually something genuinely interesting or exciting about it. So... Let's just get right into the movies. Um, as you all may know, since we've been regularly putting out the podcast again, one of the things Dan and I have been working on is our Master Stephen King list. So we've been watching a shit ton of that, but can't watch Stephen King every single day. So we are going to just go over the movies we've been watching that aren't Stephen King. And... So the last one we left off with, um, I believe, was American Rickshaw. But I yeah. could be wrong there. But mm -hmm. um, So we're going to start off again with one we watched. We're, we're getting caught up here, which I like. But uh, I can't remember the day we watched it. It was almost like two weeks ago, something like that. The movie is Thunderpants. Now... The listener might be sitting there thinking, Thunderpants? I've never heard of Thunderpants. And that's probably... <laughs> There's a good for, reason. Yeah. Came out in 2002. Um, probably got buried after 9-11. They want... The audiences were sensitive <laughs> to uh, fart fuel couldn't, comedy. They couldn't handle the Thunderpants. No. It was too sad of a time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the plot is, an 11-year-old boy's amazing ability to break wind leads him first to fame and then to death row, before it helps him to fulfill his ambition of becoming an astronaut. Uh, Bruce <laughs> Cook, who I don't believe is in any other movies, is the main kid, who, 
is born with the amazing ability to fart like powerfully like it could be a source of fuel essentially um and of course he's teased at the very beginning but then he meets his friend played by rupert grint who is actually like a not a household name surprisingly i don't recognize the name very well but that's uh <laughs> what's his face from harry potter uh Ron. Yeah. Ron. Yeah, I don't know my Harry Potter very well either, so <laughs> maybe Rupert Grint is a household name and I'm just being ignorant. I mean it's he's pretty pretty famous. <laughs> well I know uh as I blink on him. Damn. Yeah, it's been a minute. It, okay, who's Harry? Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe, I know that name. Yeah. It just took yeah. me a minute. I know Hermione Hermoni. <laughs> uh which is Nailed it. What's her face? Shit, it's been uh, a minute. Can't think of him. Oh, uh, what is her name? How did I forget that one? I don't know. It's, it's just drawing blanks, I guess. Yeah. Has been a while. It'll come back to us in the middle of like the third movie we talk about. But no, I think those two, their names a little more well known than Rupert Grint. I'll I'll just make that argument. Emma Watson. Emma, Emma Watson, Watson, yeah. yeah. The philanthropist who's no longer an actress, Emma Watson. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we got off point here. That is kind of the thing that made us curious, though, is we do this thing every Thursday where we watch movies that are so bad they're good. Red Letter Media does something similar. It's called Best of the Worst. I'm sure there's other podcasts or YouTube shows that do it, but, I mean, we have our own fun with it. And on Thursdays, we try to find movies that are terrible. And to go over it quickly... I have to make this distinction because when you start talking about it, it's like my trash candy playlist on Spotify. It's like people are like, oh, like stuff that's just like stupid and silly, like on purpose. And you're like, no, no, no. Like the director had to be kind of trying for something like other than just being a silly fart comedy. Like they were really like trying to do more or it's like the comparison I always make is Sharknado compared to The Room. Sharknado yeah. is obviously a joke done on the cheap to be put on Sci-Fi Channel. Whereas The Room is like Tommy Wiseau's like madness on screen. And he's just trying to make his movie. Like, why is tearing me apart? Like, he's really trying. At least it feels that way. Um, we watched Suburban Sasquatch. Uh, that guy had a message. And it was a terrible fucking movie, but it was hilarious. Um, I think we did talk about uh, Robot in the Family. Yep. Another one did. I don't think they intended it to be as insane and terrible and hilarious as it is. It's like, it was supposed to just be, yeah, it's a movie you watch with the kids. And uh, so to get back to Thunderpants, it's one of those movies. But I think it's like one of the most well-made, terrible movies we've watched. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's on, on one of the top ones. Uh, I should probably mention the director uh, also directed Garfield, the the CGI one, and oh. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. So the second oh. Bill and Ted movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, I've never actually seen that one. I'm fond of the first one. Um, never going to see the Garfield movie. Even though it has yeah. Bill Murray. <laughs> um, 
No, yeah, but it is actually very competently directed. Yeah. And it, and it has some, some crazy actors in it, if you want to list off some of those. Yeah, it's got Stephen Fry and Paul Giamatti. Um, those are probably the biggest names. Ned Betty. It's, yeah. that's, that's a little more obscure, but that's the guy that got raped in Deliverance. Yeah, yeah. Paul Giamatti did amazing, as always. yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just like, what's the he job? He always gives 110. Oh, yeah. Kira Knightley was in it. But, like, in a really obscure oh, for... fashion. I can't remember exactly what that was. Yeah. It w- she was there for, like, two seconds, I think. It was a cameo at best. Yeah. And you're all like, wait, what? What? <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> but uh, I, I got to give credit to the Bruce Cook kid. He's, like, he's a kind of a lovable fat doofus that farts a lot. He he owns the role and he's he's pretty good. I I found him kind of lovable. Yeah, yeah. Like whereas like pretty good actors were in Robot in the Family and they uh they were not lovable. They were awful. <laughs> so props to Bruce Cook. I would have thought he'd act more, but he didn't. Um, Rupert Grint um is exceptionally punchable in this movie. Oh, like, I it, awful. It almost broke me. Like, so, uh, yeah, he plays that nerdy character a little too well, like to the point that like, I want to beat this kid up and steal his lunch money right now. Oh yeah. Um, sometimes we put drinking games to our movies. Like we even think of the rules, even if we're not drinking or whatever. And we're like, yeah, one of the rules in this movie is anytime, um, Rupert Grint's character is punchable. And it's one of those where you're like, I don't know, are you sure? I want to be able to remember the night. He's just incredibly punchable. The plot, um, you know, it, it moves at a brisk pace. And this is another thing we've talked about where, yeah, it's fucking stupid. There's maybe some silly acting or whatever. But the movie, like, moves along in a clip. You're, like, not bored by it. You're, like, intrigued even. Yeah. yeah. And so I got to give it credit for... You know, moving along. I wasn't bored during it. Um, I I personally kind of really hate scatological humor. Like, yep. there's there's any subject you can hit it from a certain angle and I'll probably find it funny. It's just all on the approach. But, like, yeah. Um, that was kind of hard for me to get through. There's a lot of farts. Yeah. And just like, gets a little uh, old after the while. Yeah. I'm sure kids would find it just absolutely hilarious, though. So <laughs> that is true. If you like got this for the kids, but I would fear that as a parent. Like, let's get my kid to think farts are like the funniest thing. Then just, just you might as well just be asking him to like run in the room and fart on you for like at least a month. Anyway, on to the next movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know we, if I got... I think we covered little. Thunderpants. Yeah, Thunderpants is... Uh, yeah. What? So, yeah, I will say that. It's one of the better of the So Bad They're Good movies. So, we then did a couple more Stephen King movies. And then we got on to something a little more serious. And that is Wag the Dog. Um, I'll go ahead and read the premise of that. During the final weeks of a presidential race, the president is accused of sexual misconduct. 
To distract the public until the election, the president's advisor hires a Hollywood producer to help him stage a fake war. Now, this came out in 1997, and you can look this up yourself to get the specific details. I might get some of it wrong. But 1997 was right around the Bill Clinton-Monica Lewinsky sex scandal. And I believe this movie came out before that. But Clinton had always had sexual scandal stuff following him around, even when he was the governor of Arkansas. And so when this movie came out, um, the term wag the dog, um, maybe you can look that up while I'm finishing this, but in general, it's like, you know, the dad, if the dog's in control of the tail, he wags his tail, but sometimes the tail could be in control of the dog, meaning like the advisor to the president, even then the, it's the tail wagging the dog. So wag the dog. And, um, it's, uh. Essentially, the plot is they try to create a war panic or a fake war to distract from the scandal, like I was mentioning in the plot. And, like, literally, like, within about the same year, President Clinton did the exact same thing to, like, distract from the Monica Lewinsky (laughs) scandal. And a lot of people pointed to this movie at the time, like, holy shit, is he just doing the plot of Wag the Dog? Like... He bombed Iraq, um, did some bombing in Kosovo uh, during that conflict, and that was kind of near the tail end of Clinton's uh, term, which I do find interesting as somebody who pays attention to politics. It's like, I think some people younger than me didn't live through it, so they don't really remember, or they were too young. But I think even adults that are like boomers, I think uh, sometimes they forget. It's like, no, yeah, like, Clinton, while I think he did a pretty good job as president in terms of economics, you know, you could argue about NAFTA and blah, 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 we could get into the nitty-gritty, but in general, kind of a solid president, but he was completely weighed down by being a fucking liar and a cheater, but, you know, people on the left were like, well, we don't want fucking Bob Dole, or we just got done with like Reagan and George Bush Sr. Like, fuck no. Like, so maybe the left or Democrats defended Clinton too hard near the end. Because some could argue that that led to George Bush Jr. And then from there on, that's a whole new era of America. And that's another discussion. But it is interesting to have this movie made in 97, like Hollywood painting a negative picture of a democratic president yeah yeah. and and like and actually having it like the government feel nefarious and evil like that's kind of like a conservative talking point these days but this obviously this is a little more casual and it's just like ah you know like sometimes the president might have to have somebody killed and you know just be careful but it's it's like very odd but an interesting snapshot of a time in our country as well as a pretty good movie. What did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was great. I mean, you can't really go wrong with the cast that they had. Um, It was extremely well-directed, well-shot the, by the same director as rain man. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, yeah, it was, it was great. Willie Nelson (laughs) for some reason, (laughs) Well, yeah, they 
they have right? the right uh, song to like inspire the troops and the nation to go to war. <laughs> so they hire Willie Nelson and all these other musicians to like sit in a writing room and like you know come up with something. And they end up he ends up sitting there playing with this other blues musician that I can't recall, and they just like come up with this old boot song because they're going to save a veteran that they just sort of made up called Boot, like Victor Boot or something. And like, this old yeah. boot, and then they record it, and then they age it to make it sound like it was just an old forgotten tune back from, like, yeah, the good old days, the 1930s. Yeah. And then people are all, I like, yeah, like, I've, I remember that song. I'm just like, no, you don't. <laughs> What I liked about this movie, political movies like this, I mean, we've watched a few, mm -hmm. but um, they almost always center around like the people with the most power, like the president and stuff. The president's barely in this movie. Yeah. It's all the people behind the scenes that mm -hmm. are, you know, fabricating these stories and spinning the news the way they want. And it, it I don't know, I found it, found it a lot more interesting than just, you know, conversations in the Oval Office. Sure. Um, I feel like when we've watched presidential movies, um, they tend to be a little more silly, which is fine. Like, mm -hmm. when it's just like, oh, the American president is falling in love again after he lost his wife. Like, okay. <laughs> like, this is definitely more serious and, like, pretty dark in some ways. Mm -hmm. um, should mention that the advisors played by Robert De Niro... And the Hollywood producers played by Dustin Hoffman, which that combination is pretty fucking awesome. I don't know oh, if they, they had ever been in another movie together. I doubt I it. I don't know. I can't think of one. But I could see that, especially back in the 90s where Star Power kind of like sold a movie more than mm -hmm. IP or anything like that. It's like... It's like Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro. What are you gonna not see this? Like it's like holy shit. Like I do remember that as a little kid, just seeing those two. That was kind of the selling point. Um, but I mean, yeah, it has Anne Hayes, rest in peace. Uh, mm -hmm. Woody Harrelson, Dennis Leary, Kirsten Dunst as the. Uh, what is the country they're invading in it? I'm forgetting. Ah. Uh, uh... I don't remember, like <laughs> and East... that's the whole point. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Eastern that's Europe. The point of the plot, <laughs> like probably former Soviet bloc or something like that. But uh, yeah, Kirsten Dunst. It's got to be one of her earliest roles. She just plays like mm -hmm. a a war uh, refugee, and she's like, mm -hmm. yeah, she carried a bag of chips, but they like superimpose a cat to replace the chips. It's it's got a lot of good stuff in it. It was like deep fake before deep fake. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if there's anything else to really point out other than it's a great ensemble, dark comedy. I mean, the history behind it and it's just like its moment in the zeitgeist in relation to Clinton kind of elevates it into this really interesting space. But yeah. um, I gave it five stars out of five. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Four and a half to five, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I mean, there's nothing that I yeah. can point to and be like, you know, that didn't work. So it was a yeah. little slow for five minutes in the second act. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I tend to be generous with the star rating. 
so let's move on. The next movie is Three Amigos. And interestingly enough, I heard the guys in the Always Sunny podcast talk about this recently. Yeah. And it relates to kind of how we had talked about it. They were talking about how going back to old comedies, they were like revisiting them and showing them to their kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and then like Tommy Boy, Chris Farley, it really holds up. It's great. And then we watch some other ones and I'm not going to mention them. And then after a little bit of poking and prodding, it's like, you got to give us some. Like, what is some that didn't work? And he's like, three amigos. <laughs> and I heard it and it's like, yep. damn. Yeah. Because it's like, I was excited to show this to our buddy Kellen, who does the music section with me. Um, you probably know that by now if you started to listen. And I was like, three amigos. I grew up loving that. My family loved it. And that's been so long. And I think the last time I watched it, I was in my 20s. And it was pretty funny. Like, it was definitely a little dated then. But yep. it's very dated now. Um, yeah. It, it's uh, three unemployed actors accept an invitation to a Mexican village to replay their bandit fighter roles. Unaware that it is the real thing, starring Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, and Martin Short. And all I will say before I hand it over to you to give your thoughts is there are some bits that still are funny. And like, yep, that still is funny to me. But it's like so few and far between, like where it's like, I think we laughed at a couple things and then it just goes on this dead, like just, uh, there's just like, and it, it's like borderline racist. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, Oh, this simple little Mexican town. Like, Oh, they just don't, they don't get it. Do they? And you're like, you know, you know, like you could still accept that it's just a small town in the middle of nowhere. So it ain't exactly like a, a Mexico Mexican thing. But, like, yeah, it's just, I don't know, Martin Short being Martin Short, I've never really enjoyed him, I've mentioned that. Uh, Chevy Chase being an asshole, like he always is, some some movies it works better than others, but he's kind of doing that 80s asshole thing that just has not aged well. Yep. And Steve Martin is Steve Martin, who's the most lovable one in it, I think. And yeah, man, I I think the the bad guy, uh, man, is that that's got to be Tony Tony Plana, um, then, or maybe it's Alfonso Arau. Basically, uh, the main bad guy and his main henchman, like they're funnier than yeah. Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, or Martin Short. Oh, their whole gang is much, much funnier. That's pretty much the only parts that I found funny. I mean, the top three comedic actors that are leading didn't really get much of a laugh out of me the whole time. Yeah. And I've seen this movie before. Like, it it used to be, like, a staple. Like, people really enjoyed this movie. My cousins really liked this movie. And I just... Yeah, it... I have no desire to watch it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of Mormons like our age that were like, yeah, mm-hmm. we were the kids like that kind of age range, like love this movie. 
because it is very safe, like very. But yet yeah. it is also very like oh Mexico, oh. <laughs> like <laughs> so probably is like a good Mormon. You watch this and you feel like hey, yeah, it's kind of some iffy jokes. You know, they get a little risque. <laughs> like you can kiss me under the veranda. And you're just like lips would be fine. <laughs> It's like one line that's like, oh, that's, yeah, that's kind of funny still, but eh. Um, yeah, shout out to the guy, the German guy. He's still kind of funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of more interesting than funny, really. Um, love the bartender. He's like, my little buttercup. <laughs> yeah, that's probably my favorite. It's like, good night, Ned. From the turtle and my little buttercup is like the two funniest things of the movie to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had to. I so my rating. I like it because of its importance to me when I was younger. I probably don't need to ever watch it again. Um. And I, I thought about it. It's like, eh, it's just like I'll give it three and a half. Because I think at a time I would have given it four or f- man, if I was a little kid, I might have even given it five. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's a little about there. How about you? Oh, I don't know, three ish. Yeah. I mean, three. Another fun little is fact. Kind of three point ish. Yeah. Yeah. Another fun little fact is the same director as the Blues Brothers, which is a much better film. <laughs> I and I've never John watched Landis. it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have to add that to our list. Yeah, I know. I've. Uh, I know it's one of those classics. Uh, another example is Raging Bull. I waited forever to see Raging Bull. No. And to be honest, this is why I do this with some classics because people love movies so much, which is what's great about them. But I watched Raging Bull and I was like, "That's it. It's supposed to be one of Scorsese's best." Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. I don't. No. I didn't really even like it that much. I can tell it's very well made, well acted. And it's like I don't know. I'll watch it again at some point. It's like maybe I kind of didn't connect with the the point. Um, another yeah. one was uh, Princess Mononoke. I, I, I love that movie. I posted <laughs> that. Um, I'm gonna watch this for the first time, and like over fifty people reacted to it and we're just like oh my god this is gonna change your life (laughs) i was like (laughs) easy and i liked it but i think i liked Hal's moving castle and uh what's the other man what's the other ones uh there's tons more what uh, give me a couple of the main ones uh kiki's delivery service castle in the sky Uh, Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Actually, I'm sorry. And that's how jumbled. I'm still very fresh to that. Um, It wasn't Princess Mononoke. It was that last one you said. Uh, Spirited Away. Spirited Away. That was the one that was going to change my life. Yeah. And I've liked all the movies. Like, don't get me wrong. I think they're great. But I liked Princess Mononoke and Howl's Moving Castle, like, way more than... Yeah. Spirited Away. But Spirited Away was the one that was supposed to change my life. So, anyway, long story <laughs> short, I love comedy and stand up and all this stuff. And I talk to people like, Blues Brothers, have you never seen that? And I'm like, just I'll, I'll find the right time. 
Is there any other movies from him that are worth noting? John Landis, that's a name I feel like I should know more about. Uh, let me look through his IMDb really quick here. Um, he was the director of Schlock, a uh, producer of Twilight Zone, the movie. I already know he's the director of Schlock. What are the movies he's made? <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm, let's see if there's anything else. He's got 46 directing credits, so, I mean, he's directed quite a bit. Looks like a lot of them are TV. Okay. Um, well, let's uh we're about we're we're getting into movie time for our buddy Kellen. Not sure what we're gonna watch tonight, but you'll be hearing about it in the future, so let's do one more movie. Okay. Um that leads us to Dark Crystal, right? Yeah, yeah. Um I mean Dark Crystal prop Perhaps the most well-known movie out of the ones we've talked about. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we really even need to do our little ranking thing at the end. Like, Dark Crystal's just going to sweep, right? Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, Wag the Dog gets close if you're in a different sort of vibe, but... Yeah. I mean, Dark Crystal, I remember as a kid... uh, Well, I'll read the plot real quick. It's... uh, on another planet in the distant past, a gelfling embarks on a quest to find the missing shard of a magical crystal and restore order to his world before the grotesque race of Skeksis find and use the crystal for evil. Evil. Came out in 1982, and I was born in 86, so this was just like ready to go when I was like not, you know, too young. But as soon as they could, they showed it to me. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's just an incredibly imaginative movie. A beautiful artwork, a beautiful set design, creature creation, puppetry. I mean, music. And, yeah, the story is pretty much straightforward fantasy, like some kind of fantasy tale. Yeah. Hero has to get from point A to point B with an item to save the world. Um but it's yeah, the it the thing that makes it is the creatures, the design, the love you can see put into the puppetry. Um why don't you give me some of your thoughts on it? It's it's an easy five star for me. Oh, easily. I mean you can't really go wrong with Jim Henson and I love Frank Oz as well and you know he's there it's how many just voices did he do immaculately made who Jim Henson Frank, I don't know Frank Oz. Frank Oz Frank Oz I I wouldn't even know how to look that up uh, just what roles did he have in the Dark Crystal I guess maybe they got that listed but like I mean mm. for those that don't know he's the voice of Yoda uh, voice of Splinter I think if I remember correctly. Um, but he's like, yeah, he's an interesting cat. He played the Chamberlain and Agura, the a keeper of secrets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so only Ish. two, I guess. It's the only thing he's credited for. But I mean, he was the director, co-director, I guess, with Jim Henson. Pull up his IMDb real quick while I talk a little more about this. Like uh Frank Oz? Yeah. 
I want to know some of yeah. it. I feel like I'm missing a couple things because he's a really amazing guy to me. And then I, you know, oh, yeah. you, you go on a Wikipedia rabbit hole and then it's years later and you forget some of it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Frank Oz, I feel like most people know him. Maybe younger people aren't as aware. But I think even younger people know Jim Henson still. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess it's worth mentioning they tried to reboot The Dark Crystal as a Netflix TV show. And I thought they did a pretty solid job with blending new CGI with the puppetry. And it still had like some inventiveness and a lot of beautiful stuff. And they tried to expand the story, but I don't even know if that... Like, there's just certain stories that don't need to be expanded. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, the, it all was the juice is in one little berry and you just get to have this amazing berry. Yeah. And it's uh I, they did the same thing with Willow. I'm not as in love with Willow as other people. But we tried to watch that Disney Plus version and it was like Oh, it was god awful. No. And it was funny <laughs> cuz so That's the whole thing and that could be a conversation for some time to deeper dive into. Although I feel like a lot of movie-centric podcasts kind of talk about it a lot, so it's kind of unless we have an interesting angle on it. But I was reading the article where Willow gets canceled after one season. And then the comments are just like, oh, they're just going to cancel everything these days? Like, way to go, Netflix or Disney. And, you know, like, people are like, oh, my God, I love that show. How dare they cancel it? And I'm I'm not, like, some fucking far-right douche that's, like, afraid of woke TV and movies. Like, I was just like, I watch all the new Marvel and star wars and all that stuff and it's like yeah i pretty much enjoy it it's like willow sucked yeah and it's like because they you could tell they didn't put the heart into it that the original movie has um but in contrast we've talked about uh blade runner 2049 before Mm -hmm. i think that has just as much love as the original and it was really good people didn't watch that and didn't go see it yeah it was a great movie i loved it you and I talked about Andor and like, what the fuck? That's the one that's like taken the most serious and thoughtful, you know, not just serious because it's more adult, but just like character development and the writing and all of it. And now just people watched it. Some people are like, yeah, it's boring. So I'll admit, I don't mean to add to the culture wars, but they're like, why did they cancel Willow? It's like, because it stinks. It was terrible. Yeah. That's why. I'm glad they did. <laughs> Shouldn't have even started it. And I didn't feel like the Netflix Dark Crystal stunk. But, yeah, it, it was, but I it didn't care. I didn't, I didn't finish yeah. it. Did you finish it? No, I don't think I did. And you, you finished one of those stuff that, a lot better than I do. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll check it's out. It's one of those that I watched, like, three or four episodes and I'm like, Oh, I'll get back to this. And you just never really did. Just, and then when I heard it was canceled <laughs> and when it got canceled, I have absolutely no reason to see it anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. It's just like, this is, I guess this is how I'll wrap this up is the dark crystal is a perfect little movie that has eightiesness all over it, but at the same time has timelessness all over it. Um, I think we were just taken with the film the other day when we watched it just as much as when we were younger. 
yeah. maybe even had more appreciation for it. Um, we did come up with a funny little like if you choose to watch this movie again and you've seen it a lot, you could just look at the Skeksis as the uh, GOP. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were saying uh, the one Gelfling's like Eddie Vedder and the girl wants Taylor <laughs> Swift and they gotta save the planet from climate change so they go and find Samuel L. Jackson as played by Lizzo <laughs> uh, yeah we had a good time but it's just, just it's an amazing movie and it should be a reason to just be like say you have a kid who's 8 years old I don't know, something like that. And you're like, hey, let's watch Dark Crystal. And he's like, the one on Netflix? And you smack him across the face. You're like, no! <laughs> the 1982 one. And then he's like, okay, Dad. Just cry. Maybe you don't got to do all that. Just be like, hey, let's watch the old movie. <laughs> and that should so- be that. You have to build older film appreciation in your kids. Yep. Because uh, my family didn't touch anything, like, 60s back, really. Unless it was like a rom-com, like uh, Pillow Talk, or something like that. Like, my mom yeah. or my sisters would watch that. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't care about that. Just no love for the birds or Psycho or, I mean, all, all kinds of things you could. I guess my brother liked Dr. Zhivago. When did that come out? That was old, but maybe it was only like the seventies or something. Anyways, sixty-five. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's about there. I saw the Willy Wonka. That's that's pretty late sixties or early seventies, <laughs> isn't it? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Dark Crystal wins this round. Oh, absolutely! It's like Mike Tyson. So it wasn't even a chance. That's actually Frank Oz's first directing credit, too. I didn't know that. Oh. That's yeah, okay, yeah, one. he directed it. I was just thinking of the voice. But, yeah, uh, well, it's, yeah. it's co-directed, I guess. They give two directing credits, one for Jim Henson, one for Frank Oz. Makes sense. I mean, the, the guy that can handle the puppet should be mentioned. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, you you pretty much directed <laughs> this. Um, yeah, I don't know. Wag the dog's probably the the runner up. I mean, we talked about thunder yeah. pants and <laughs> yeah, three amigos. It's yep. dark crystal. Boom. So uh, I think that's it for this week. And so yeah, I'll talk to you next time. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Ta-ta! So, welcome back to the Jacob Wayne Show. This is the second segment of this week's episode. Normally, I like to do talking music into chatting movies, but we're going to do something a little special this time. Just got done doing chatting movies with Dan earlier, and then Kellen joined us, and we started to watch the new adaptation of Cats from 2019. And so, on the fly, I'm not sure how to set it up in the recording software, the OBS software, where I can hear the movie audio 
and then record, but then not have the audio on the recording to get copyright issues. We're not going to worry about that. Right now, the movie's still playing. We are at about 43, 42, 43, 44 uh, minutes, seconds in. Um, Judy Cat just showed up. Um, wh- what's her name, fellas? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> old Deuteronomy, apparently. Old, yeah, Old Deuteronomy. So... We'll, we'll, what the? We're going to kind of like do a weird mixture thing. We're going to watch this since I think all of us hate it on various levels to varying degrees. And we're like, fuck, do we just turn this off? And I was like, no, no, no. Like, uh, this is a little. If you wanted to bring it up, it's on HBO Max. And uh, you guys want to pause it real quick? Maybe they can sync up with us. Okay. Yeah, let's pause. Okay, we'll pause here. I'm at 44 minutes and 35 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So for those of you watching along, you can pull it up. It's at 44 minutes and 35 seconds. And and if you give a shit about what we're looking at and reacting to, I can't hear the movie. Uh, Dan and Kellen can. So we're just going to review it and talk a little bit about it and some other things and then if we hit some dead air i'm just gonna stop the recording and then that'll be talking music for this week because it's a musical right so Uh, at 44 minutes and 35 seconds what we do is a three two one play so you fellas ready ready three two one play and it looks like Judy Dench Cat has, like, she's laying down her authority through song. Yeah. Um, and that's what it looks like. I imagine it's like a heavy metal song or something playing right now. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little more like, did it about me, dude, around me. Take a dude around me. Wait. <laughs> Take a monger. Is that like is this from the Book of Mormon or is that a Bible book? I don't even remember. Take a monger Jerry on my chest. It's what, Dan? Well, it's in the Bible. Bible. Deuteronomy. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Which I'm glad. That makes brings me great joy. Yeah, that's in the Bible along with uh, Mr. Mistopheles, Rum Tum Tugger, and Mungo Jerry. Remember, Mungo Jerry died for our sins. <laughs> so, um, First, all right. So, this is like a lot of catnip going on right now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, this is directed by. Where is his face? Uh, name would be better. Tom Hooper, who, before yeah. he directed this film, did some well loved movies. He did. The King's Speech. Great movie. Did another musical, Les Miserables. Um, It's decent. Yeah, I hear it's good for a musical. Especially, like, musical to film. And The Danish Girl, which I... I don't know, it seemed like Oscar bait, but people seemed to like it the year it came out. That was 2015. Is that about a girl that loves pastries? I think it's about uh, sexual transition. Oh. Yes. Not cream cheese. Okay. No. <laughs> and uh, he waited four years for his next movie, 
And that movie is Cats. And it's the only one in his filmography, according to Wikipedia, where he is credited as the director, producer, and writer. So we were asking ourselves earlier, like, how much control did he have on this production? And seems like he had quite a bit. He didn't write Cats. No, but like the yeah, in-between. Yeah, get a writing credit? Probably the <laughs> modern banter in between songs. Yeah. Like uh, the Rebel Wilson stuff. But I don't know. It's uh, like Rebel Wilson. Just let her talk like Rebel Wilson. Like, well, you don't even need to write for her. Um, But yeah, this is a, kind of a weird fever dream. Um, There's rumors that there was a butthole cut where they had actually made CGI buttholes, like, you know, how cats perhaps present cats their buttholes have. more that than most like creatures. It's like a thing they do. of a cat, yeah. And <laughs> they, uh, you know, they apparently cut that. It might just be a rumor or whatever. And we were like, ah, oh, that'd be funny. And then I actually think the butthole cut might make this too disturbing. Yeah. Like, too weird. It's already really just like, oh my, what the fuck? Yeah. Um. So let's do it. Let's go ahead and do a five star rating. Uh. I know we haven't finished it yet. We're about. Oh uh, yeah, not halfway, even halfway through. through. <laughs> well, like I said, I don't need to. I don't think Taylor, I need to finish it. <laughs> Taylor Swift's best work: zero stars. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it you know seems a like a lot, of, of, a a lot of effort went into it I'm going to give it two stars I'd give it like one leg of the starfish for the like if you just ignore everything else listen to the track the music's not like horrible one Pretty fifth cool. of the Some first stuff. star yeah it's brutal and that goes to Andrew Lloyd Webber compositionally <laughs> kind of <laughs> So, so this is like that's like a vendetta ranking. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I got history with this motherfucker. <laughs> oh no, I don't. I don't have any beef with Andrew. Just he's the only one that's getting anything for this movie. <laughs> I don't have any beef with but Andrew. Just, just, to take this movie just his content. <laughs> yeah, just however he did this. But, no, but you, you know? see the markings on the floor right there. Like, how sweet would it be the, if that the like cat pentagram? Yeah, it's like a pentagram, and then suddenly. Oh, what's her face? I gotta look at this list. Old De- Deuteronomy is like Kevin Spacey from Seven, and then just like murdering all these cats for the various. Mm-hmm. Well, it would have to be nine deadly sins, right? You know, like nine lives. Yeah. Or yeah, some demon cat beazel bubbles. <laughs> um, there. Oh, that was Busta for Jones. So I was like, was there what? Bustopher? Mr. <laughs> yeah, Bustopher Jones. Damn. Jenny and adults. <laughs> Mr. Mustafa Lees. <laughs> the two that say Tanner. Mustafa Lees. <laughs> Mustafa Lees. Deuteronomy. Mongo Strip. Mongo Jerry. Really, it's actually free jazz, but yeah, that would be cooler. <sighs> this is the free jazz, I fear. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. yeah, since uh, if you're listening in your car or on your computer or just watching the YouTube without watching along, like, what's going on audio-wise in this right now? 
Did they just wrap up a song? They just finished a song and soft piano, heavy breathing. What was know. the hook on that one? <laughs> yeah, that's all crazy <laughs> shit. The cavity, the cavity, there's a cavity in your cat tooth. I looked up what a jellical cat is. What is a jellical cat? It's a made up cat. This is a made up movie about made up cats. Oh. Yep. E.S. Eliot wrote about it. So. I see. That, was that this a, is based off his book. Was yeah. that a thing at the time? Like, people really. What are they talking about? Like, what's the deeper meaning to cats? Uh, I think it's it means dear little cat. Hmm. And a pillical dog is a poor little doggy. Pillable? I don't remember. Do you have I it pulled up still? Uh, when did Cats first come out? Like the musical? Yeah. The first showing of the musical? Let me look that up. That was a... It was, I looked that up separately. It's... So I'll look at that. Yeah, I'll stay on the the movie Wikipedia for any tasty little tidbits. Nineteen eighty one. Jesus. Wow. That's actually yeah, I thought it was older than that. Yeah. But, yeah. Nine thousand performances. Just under. Is there a ranking list there? Like, is that how close is that to the top of the most performances? Uh, I think Phantom know? still beats it, probably. Oh, probably, yeah. That still oh, yeah. is it's close. It's like planned to close now, but it's still running. I think Phantom <laughs> of the Opera is like the yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar the yeah. musical. See, I'm trying to blend my sports one. loving listeners with my musical loving listeners. <laughs> Musical loving listeners. Oh man. Um They need to write in. They need to write into the show. We need to Yeah, like hey, if you're both, like, let me know. Let's chat, yeah. That'd be fun if like they had like NBA started struggling for money and they just like we're gonna have cats night. <laughs> like, oh you're gonna let like the uh, the crowd dress up like cats? It's like, no, you're gonna be the cats. And they're just on the the <laughs> basketball floor, like dancing, but also like shooting. They're like, "This is bullshit, man." <laughs> uh, you gotta make the just... basket. You gotta shoot the three before the clock runs out. Basketball cats, basketball cats, basketball cats. <sighs> you gotta shoot no, the three. You gotta let him cook. He's cooking. Then one of them's over, just like batting at the net. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what a lot of centers do. Yep. But, uh, hey. <laughs> uh, the big just... man's coming back in the game. The big man's coming back. It's 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 been an era of three-point shooting in the guard, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. But anyway. We'll, it's coming back. Yeah, we're, we're talking about cats here. Even if they just played in as cats, it would be fun. They don't even have to dance, but that would also be fun. They're just standing there. Just, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you're a Mr. McCannity, aren't you? That shit would be super itchy. Yeah, the referees try to like scratch him under the chin. Get the fuck off. She looks like the uh, cowardly lion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's sad I much she... prefer the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, from running MI6 to this, 
Like, man, <laughs> M really fucking fell apart. <laughs> um, so one interesting tidbit. When they were casting for this, there were reports that Anne Hathaway was considered for a role in the film, but she de- declined due to scheduling conflicts. But then it was offered to Hugh Jackman and for the role of Hooper, but he turned it down as well. So those uh. two were in Les Miserables with the same director, and they both turned this shit down. They're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that shit again, especially no. not with mud holes. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious if they got along with them or if it was just like, no, I'm not fucking doing cats. They read the script and were like, how? No. What is a jellical cat? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, can I can I be like Wolverine in it? They're like, no. He's like, well, I'm not doing it. Mm. Mm. Like I said, we gotta we we gotta fill up the the air here. As soon as we hit some dead air, it's over. <laughs> it's a. Uh... Is there any like Wait, little what? musical tidbits you can share with us, Kellen? <laughs> stuff you might know that we wouldn't know. No, oh, this is a pretty like this is a musical. Just songs keep going. There's always like underscoring when they're not singing. They're talking when there's something going on, and keeps it moving. This yeah. is really this is a really long solo. Oh, Very long. This is the Les Misérables shot yeah they zoom in this real close moment. on her yeah. face and gets emotional yeah. this is just as emotional as the french revolution wouldn't you agree huh. i mean essentially this is the french revolution wasn't it a bunch of cats just dancing around huh. <laughs> i kid baby i kid <laughs> i love the french revolution all those beheadings good times yeah um, but yeah, this is the. Uh, I, I like mean, this movie so, with uh, a lot more with the volume turned off. Yeah, I could say that. Now it just seems like they're whatever. talking. Like maybe there's good dialogue right here. Nope, they're singing. I like the funky tunes; they're pretty cool, except for the lyrics. Sure. Like the, there's some funky lines, ripping little bass parts. It's not a really bad guitar tone, but the solo wasn't bad. So I I guess I got a couple perhaps lead to discussion type questions for you, Callan. Um, One, okay, I got one. hmm. Yeah, I'll start with this one. In the musical community, like people that are in musicals, this and that, you've gotten to experience a bit of that. What is the reputation of cats amongst those folks? You know what? I don't... I've never really... It's not the go-to, like, oh, fucking cats. No, definitely not that. I've never heard anybody badmouth it, but I've also never heard anybody be like, well, cats is the best ever. So... (laughs) I've definitely seen it mocked outside of the musical community, like, just whether it's, like, Simpsons or South Park or whatever. Like, it's it's a go-to, like, that's a weird-ass musical. Um... There was like great, there was that great joke in uh, Team America: World Police, 
where he's like, I was raped by Mr. Mistopheles. Uh, <laughs> it's like why the guy hates actors, because he loved uh, actors and musicals, and they took him backstage to Cats and all the oh, Cats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, yep. Ian, why did you nice. decide to yeah. do this? It's like, uh, what was it? Man, I can't remember which names he was like. But Stufford held me down while Rum Tum took it. <laughs> Just snip back and laughed. <laughs> Skimble Shanks and Mungo Jerry were just sitting there spitting <laughs> at me. I totally forgot about that. Well, yeah. Hey, I, 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 Gandalf. Now if I watched that. Yep. So does is he saving it? No. Judy no. Dench didn't save it. Nobody can save it. Well, Fucking, if anybody can save it, it's Ian McKellen. No, he's not a good singer. Oh, he's just not even... Oh, so he's singing right now? He's trying. Yeah, it's a musical, dude. <laughs> well, hey, you know <laughs> singing it's all It's not that. musicals <laughs> all the time. You know that. Don't try to do that with me. No, he's... this one is pretty... They seem like they're mostly are. <laughs> even if they're talking, they're like hitting one note or something. It's weird. Talk singing. Yeah. Like not taking a break. Well, it was yeah. like West Side Story. This There's is from plenty Mallory. of like little discussions in between songs. Yeah, certain eras of musicals went very little dialogue. It's interesting. Bad idea. Oh yeah, I think even in a mus- even if you love musicals, it's like you need a break. Like that's why Disney yeah. musicals are pretty solid. Yep. It's like set up the next I, song a little bit. Well, that's how Shucked is was so good, is because it's like comedy scene song, comedy scene song, <laughs> like pretty much all it is. Yeah. Never gets too, you know, uh, like you know, over romantic or anything. It's really yeah. like people are calling saying it's pretty similar to Book of Mormon in just like the comedy flow, nothing yeah. else, but. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, that kind of functions like a Disney musical. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's a scene establishing stuff, and then either a character jumps in and that's their introduction, or they talk for a minute and then they tell you something about themselves or the story. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely what I prefer. Like, fucking, like, whatever it is, like, which one's older? Like, just music through the whole thing, is that, like... That definitely has come from, like, like yeah, opera, so that's... I'm pretty sure that was mm-hmm. the first style. And then it, I'm sure there's some that stepped away from that in varying degrees, so... Yeah. But, but I mean, it's, it's already kind of hard to accept, like, a scenario where people are breaking out in a song, like, while they're living their daily lives. And so I feel yeah. like the thing to like kind of ground you in the reality of it, so then you can leave it for the song. It's like that's nice if it's musical the whole way through, and they're kind of like sing songing while they're eating porridge. It's just like fuck you. Nobody does <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. I, I yeah I hate like when people try to converse singing. Yeah, it's just weird. 
I guess I'll go check the mail. It's just like, uh. yeah, it's just, yeah, just, yep. But the modern musicals, I think, do a good job of that. I think they kind of try to address that more than some of the other old ones, whether they had dialogue or not. But... Well, this is a question for both of you. Um, if I said. You know, you're not saying this publicly in this, you know, public square. I think this movie sucks, but the reason I think it sucks is that they're not doing a musical about cats right. So I want to make a song, a musical about a cat, but it is like an actual cat. Yeah. And then it's like the songs actually have lyrics that have to do with being a cat or a cat in human society. Like, and it's like you could follow the lyrics and it's like, oh yeah. It's like, I have to scratch. I have to scratch. I can't help but scratch the things around me. You know, like, <laughs> and you Fuck could be cat. like, lean into it. Could the, whoever owns the rights to cats sue me for making a musical called Cat? I'm sure they uh, tried to. They would immediately be like, "You're no." <laughs> well, How... is it cats the musical, and then you call it the musical cat, and then it's totally different. What if you call it kitty? Hmm. It's Belinus domesticus, or meow. <laughs> well, there you go. Meow the musical. <laughs> yeah, like. I wonder if, like, fans of cats and the owners of cats... No. Uh-uh. That's Fuck our you. fucking turf. We did the cat musical. I don't know. Well, I hope you're the only other one that makes one. Well, maybe... Like, hopefully there's not too many copycats. That'd be... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what if you called it copycat? Oh, and you're like, what? And then it's like, no, it's a cat that, like, his owner works in, like, a print shop. And it's, oh, so the copycat, like, and then it's a little like Ratatouille, but instead of, like, him being a chef, he just, he makes, like, copies of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Dude, honestly, this movie could have been, like, just filmed a bunch of cats attempted to get like the shot with a bunch of real cats and then like homeward bounded it just like voiced over that would have been funner that would have been better <laughs> i was just imagining them like having this insanity but occasionally just, just like, cutting to stock cats. footage of cats here's a cat in petty that's definitely the petty cat by the way i can't even hear it but i can hear it you know yeah He's doing a tap solo. That's how you know. Yep. Every tap solo has this. The slow speed up. Well, I wonder if this is what the Spongebob right? musical's making fun of. Yep. This like, is like Squidward's song in the Spongebob musical. It does this exact same thing. Like, the drums just kicked in in time with his taps. Oh boy. Oh, shit. This is honestly probably the coolest thing that's happened so far, really. <laughs> it's not, like, so amazing, but it's, it's pretty cool. Oh, God. That cat's about to bone. What if, uh... 
Yeah, one person just got up to tap and they just did it slow the entire time. Get booed <laughs> off stage. No, you have to go real fast taps. You speed it up. Come on. People need their fix. Yeah, that's some hot tapping to speed it up, yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't they let us are outside now? This is one of those moments that they talked about in the drinking game where it's like, wait a minute, how big are these cats exactly? Like, because they look super tiny for the railroad. Sometimes, yeah. Then, yeah, they they go all over the place. That and is like, true. They're filling up quite a bit of that bed. I know. And then that last room, they were huge. Yeah. And now they're like miniature. Yeah. If only we had the butthole cut to properly measure things. And see, in that in that shot, they would be like ten feet tall. What the fuck? Indeed. Uh, yep. Yeah, we need the. Uh, those map legend butthole. Yeah, <laughs> just like the Zack Snyder DCEU. Save it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Trust me, it's good, bro. Uh, Rumple Teaser is probably the best name out of all of them. Yeah, that sounds like a sex toy. Mm hmm. You ain't taking care of your lady unless you get her the rumple teaser. <laughs> Can't find a man, try the rumple teaser. Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, I am running a little low on things to say yeah, about this fucking movie. This is, you know, <laughs> this is the thing. I don't, I don't even want to know how much money they spent on this. Could have gone to so many better Sorry. You plug your ears because. I'm looking it up because it. it just. Gonna oh, I got it. Off. I got it already. Oh. If you're ready. Oh, well. Go ahead. Budget. This is interesting. It says budget 80 to 100 million. It's Usually. Just estimated, the, yeah. Yeah, estimated. Box office was 75.5. I'm glad they lost money. Yeah. Somebody should have to pay for this. They lost a little less than five million dollars. Oh, man. Do you think they tied James Corden up at the end of it and just whipped him? <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, James Corden. I don't think it was his fault. Oh, I blame him. Who's the worst uh. cat? I guess we could do that. I just don't like James Corden. I don't but know. I think the worst cat so far is Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Je Jenny Anna dots the Gumby cat. Oh. Oh, hey, that's the best part. Catnip bottle, weird thing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, freak out. Oh, and that's Taylor Swift. She just showed up. Oh, weird. I'm glad I didn't realize. I have no idea who any of these but anybody is. So Taylor Swift is the drug her audience so they'll yeah. enjoy her show. Oh, that makes sense. Mm. I mean, I would actually... 
I want to resolve a few issues I've had. In the musical I just did, one of the keeps going around asking the kids that they like to listen to, and somebody's like, Taylor Swift. He's like, go to the corner. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I would rather watch Suburban Sasquatch than this. <laughs> uh, dude, what is Suburban Man. Sasquatch? That sounds killer. Uh, we can watch it sometime. <laughs> I've seen Rural Sasquatch, The Legend of Boggy Creek, but... Yeah. That's um, a great bad movie. I would love to show you Suburban <laughs> Sasquatch. I don't think I could talk these guys into watching it again. Nice. Would you... Dan, would you watch that again for Kellen? I guess. <laughs> I mean, How? now that we've done Cats, it's like, okay, it's, yeah, it's not so bad. we got to watch a good movie in between, but yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we'll do some Coen Brothers. Like, I know this is really close to the Coen Brothers. But... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is being old. Sassy like a cat. Uh, meow. Meow, you too. <laughs> meow. <laughs> no, but we need to do Ben and Arthur. I'm excited to watch that one. Um. Oh, yeah, it's the catnip. I was like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, is the song communicating what's going on at all? Not really. No. But also, I haven't... I have been completely lost from the start. Like I've been trying to listen and pay attention, but I like to get points, and I yeah. just can't. I just don't just understand. I'm just like whatever. This has a quality, and I wonder if it'll be like remembered as such. Like that, this, and maybe that's why Chad from Doozy watched it so much. Is it feels like a movie made by AI. Like, it didn't quite understand how to make a good movie. And it's just, like, this kind of CGI, weird CGI, odd proportions, lyrics that don't make sense. And it's just like, yeah, like, okay. Like, if it was CGI generated, I think we'd all be, or, I mean, AI generated, we'd all be more fascinated. We'd be like, Wow. <laughs> but this is like this is right <laughs> at the tail end of the human era. It's like I the humans got nonsensical. The AI had to step in and do it properly. Huh? But weren't they all wearing like clothes earlier? Well, I mean, they yeah. they got the catnip out, so... I guess so. And I mean, yeah. Taylor Swift, Idris Alba. Who wouldn't ship them? I know. In case you guys didn't know, that's a new term. If you want two people to be in a relationship, you, you ship them. Oh, I would totally ship those two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh. Just, just making sure we're all caught up on... I did. That was a new one for me. Okay, but I also, okay. you know, I only learned it like maybe this last year, maybe about a year ago. Yeah. 
I learned about it by I've... going into the uh, uh, Stranger Things sub- subreddit. And people are like, oh, I oh. totally shipped those two. I shipped those two. Definitely not shipping those two. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then they're like, oh, okay. Oh, like when they all had like jobs in the restaurants, so they called everything bussin'. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Hmm. Yeah. So, without the audio on, it looks like Taylor Swift was trying to fuck Idris Elba, and Judy Dench is like, not unless I fuck him first. Um, and, and then they just disappear pretty to close. go have a threesome. Yeah, huh. Idris Elba's magic. <laughs> he can handle both weird. of weird. Yeah. I mean, okay, and then that's Idris Elba's doing the best job out of everybody, right? I mean, they're trying. Everybody's trying. Everybody's, yeah, attempting to act like a... I know, they're not trying to act like a cat, I guess. I don't know what they're... He's the most trying to be like, I'm a cat. I'm trying to be a cat. Kind of hunched over and stuff, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, like, baring his teeth. Judy Dench is just like, I'm doing the cowardly lion. (laughs) He's going to walk the plank. Yeah, dude, you don't want to swim in the Thames. That shit's full of shit. Taylor Swift looks the most like her human form out of all of them. Actually, oh yeah, it's just Taylor Swift. Nice. It's another one of her weird videos, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Well. <laughs> yeah. That's we... about cats, man. <laughs> we should perhaps do this again with other. I don't. I don't know where to put them. Like cultural phenomenon films yeah. that are just like bad, but not funny. Bad, just bad. Yeah. But like everybody, it's like it's in the zeitgeist. Or maybe we do other musicals, and I figure out how to hear the audio. But not put. I don't know. Maybe it's a yeah. one-time thing. It's just fucking cats. <laughs> I figured it's yeah, what weird is, enough. What else is in the zeitgeist as much as cats? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Dogs. Maybe late as a rob. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. Like late Miz, late seems to have like a little more respect or whatever. Yeah. Well, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like the whole, the musical and the book and the, I don't know about the movie, but yeah. Uh, you know, um, one... uh, all I know about that is I tried to pass the whole year's worth of reading points in like eighth grade. Yeah. I tried to just take the test for Les Miserables because it was like 28 points and you needed 20 for the whole year. It's wow. like, I could get all it done in one thing. I bet I could fake it. Yeah. I couldn't fake it. Uh... It was a hard quiz. The librarian's like, it's like you didn't even read this book. I was like, Uh, yeah. Excuse me? (laughs) What if you're exactly right? You didn't say you can't try. (laughs) That's right. Um, This one might have a different reaction. But I tried to watch, what was that new musical that was really popular? Ah, it just slipped my mind. West Side Story? No, new is new. 
But like due to the like yeah, like a new musical. Oh, Hamilton. Uh, yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, because in my head I was like Washington, Jefferson, <laughs> Hamilton, Polk. I tried to watch the one that they did for Disney Plus with Neil. We had to turn yeah. that shit off. Like I thought, I thought uh, it was awful. Yeah, like so, and it, and like this doesn't make me cringe. This is like, oh, yeah. what the that fuck? Is, like uh, the whole year saying people don't break into song. That one's like the worst for that feeling of like this is totally unbelievable. <laughs> well, it's yeah. like we'll have African Americans playing the founding fathers, and they'll rap the history of the American Revolution, man. So it's like they're all trying to be like hip. And it's just like, this is fucking like making me cringe so bad because it's like an insult to rap and hip hop and an insult to history. And <laughs> it's like insulting everybody. And it's just like, oh my God, why does everybody think this is cool? Like, really bad douche. Finally, chills. some rap I could get behind. Yeah, I feel like everybody's mom. Yeah. I, hate, I hate to say it, but when I was working at the after-school program up in Seattle, there's a lot of moms that were like, we went and saw Hamilton. <laughs> and it's like... Uh, that was life Oh, uh, no, no. And, like, the kids liked it, because kids like shit. I don't think it takes a, Dude, t- too much gonna, to make them be like, yeah, it, Hamilton was cool, they were rapping. <laughs> but I guarantee you, every one of those kids that was in my group, like, hey, you're, you're uh, 16, 18 now, like, whatever, let's watch Hamilton. <laughs> I never liked that. I never watched it once. And I'm like, uh, I remember <laughs> you when you were in like second grade thinking Hamilton was pretty cool. And they're like, no, I didn't. I never fucking said uh, that. Uh, that was my mom. <laughs> it's my mom, I swear to God. <laughs> Dude, it's. And any musical you go see on stage, is like, especially like at the level Hamilton is still touring at, is going to be like amazing in some way. Like, yeah. some part of it's going to be really cool, but, like, the show is going to be cool. Like, so, yeah, Kid would totally be into it. But... Well, yeah, like, yeah. it's it's the same general feeling I have about movies is, it's like, even this, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of work that went into this catastrophe. Uh-huh. And it's nice. just like, you have to, oh, cat, I didn't even realize <laughs> it, man, I didn't even think about it. Got one in there, you've been hanging out with me too long. Cat. I just don't even think about it. You have to become <laughs> the pun. Don't even know yeah. you're doing it. But like, yeah, there's there's plenty of people that worked on this that worked their ass off and deserve respect. And in the same way, it's like people that really commit to doing a musical or a play like take skill and efficiency and timing and all this stuff. At the end of the day, yeah. it might still be a cringe fest. Indeed. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should do Hamilton one day. I don't know. We'll have to wait a while. Maybe we'll do one once a month or once every two months or anytime there's like something like that in the zeitgeist, like a Hamilton or Cats. Sure. Yeah. All right. This is going to be kind of cringe or kind of bad, but we'll just go through it like this. We could get the forbidden 
Will Smith cut where every time they do a song in Hamilton, it just cuts into in West Philadelphia, born and ready. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh. Hold on. Hold on, dude. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! <laughs> there we go. Forgot we yeah, had that yeah. in Discord now. Um, yeah, you got, got all kinds of good ones in here. Yeah, I need to nice. get on top of that. Um, yeah. Well, I guess the the final... I guess I could say that a little bit about the Will Smith thing. Is... Uh, so, a movie I would have said, like, this, this is just so bad. I wonder if you guys like it. Like, Wild Wild West? I do, again, like, yeah. that's probably what you were saying. Like, as a kid, I was like, yeah. <laughs> but I have not seen it in so long. I'm sure if I watch it now, I'd be like, what? Maybe we should watch that one, though. Because I was like, at the time, I was like 13, so you're trying to be cool. Like, yeah. man, I watched Independence Day, but I don't know. But like, Will Smith is just, he's, he's lost it, man. Like, why isn't he doing, like, R-rated movies where he's shooting people and there's, like, a lot of titties in the movie? <laughs> like, that's just kind of where I was at. So it's like, now I know the insane producer that was behind Wild Wild West. And yeah. it is just a crazy fucking movie. Like, I remember clips. I like so, the other yeah. guy more than Will Smith in it. Oh, what's his name? What's his name? Yeah, I can't remember. Wasn't he the guy in the King's Speech? Yeah. Oh, is it? Maybe. I don't know. We're going to find out. Let's That'll look it be up. Crazy, dude. Colin Firth is in King's really? Speech. Let's check oh, out it's his filmography. It's not. Kevin Klein. Oh. Kevin Klein is the poor man's Colin Firth. Yeah, I feel true. strongly about that. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Maybe one Wee! day we watch. Are they doing cat fights? Yeah, sorry, I had to do the cat, recreate the cat noise. <laughs> sorry, I was looking at the information about this movie. Your cats. I, I, I'm not even, I'm looking at something else. I just heard it. So Gandalf Wee! just let him off the edge and he's like, You shall not swim! <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Ian McClellan kicks some ass. Wee! Good for him. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we should watch Wild Wild West and see how it holds up for all of us. Indeed. Um, wiki wiki wow, wiki wiki wow, and I bet he'd enjoy that viewing experience. Indeed. Um, well, let's do it. We'll have to do Hamilton sometime. That I'll have to figure out how to hear the audio, but not, you know, that whole thing. Headphones? Maybe. Yeah, you know, I'll look into it. Because I feel like yeah. I need to hear Hamilton a little more than I need to hear Cats. Yeah. I think that's mostly what it is. Yeah. But Yeah, uh, we can try it. And the final question is, are we going to finish this movie? No, let's turn it off. I'm down. All right. With that. I, did, I totally forgot. Here's the in review of Cats. The final word is. What the hell is even that? And there we go. That is true. Wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's milk a little bit more out of this. Uh, I don't know if I got anything. Oh, 
do you hate cats? Yes. <laughs> yep. This entire Maybe. movie? Daddy, chill. <laughs> but, uh, I'll be honest, Taylor Swift and I just have been looking at each other. Naughty! Naughty jungle of love! Yes. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. Um, that guy? I'm Cuban B. Yes, Cuban B. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we are turning off this movie at one hour and 27 minutes. We're out. That's how much we give a fuck about we what's going it. on. We made it three quarters of the way and still don't have any idea what's happening and don't need to finish. <laughs> we made it a lot farther than I thought we were going to until I was like, wait. Wait, this is gold, Jerry. Gold. We could use this. We could use this. It's it's a movie about nothing. Uh, All right. I'll talk to you guys next time. Y'all have a good one. Later, y'all. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Jacob Wayne Show. If you would like to contact us, please write us at fakoshka at gmail.com. That is F-A-K-O-S-H-K-A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in.